reporting on my murder next. <laughs> no, I won't make myself look guilty. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not, I won't kill you. You're my best friend. But no, I would never implicate myself. Okay. The love. There's it runs. Love. It runs really deep. There's no love in this club. Ow. All right. So. This is the inaugural episode. Take two. Take two. The first recording, as lovely as it was. Was awful. Yeah, there was just random beeping that we think is from cell phones. So we're cell phoneless while we're recording this We can see them. They're staring at us across the room. But they're on airplane mode. So, oh, see? What if you get a text message and a stupid thing beeps at us again? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not popular. I don't get text messages while we're recording. Or else it's my husband-like problem. Hey, the airplane mode's right there. I can find the airplane, okay? (laughs) Can you? Can you find the airplane? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> None of you! None of you and your shit! No. Okay. Alright, well we just didn't want to subject you guys on to our the first horrendous beeping. It was bad. And by bad, I mean... Extremely irritating. Oh my god. <laughs> I was pulling my own hair out whilst editing. And then I sent it to Mel and I was like, there's this really annoying beeping. I think we have to redo it. <laughs> I can't put this out. I can't do this. This is so, not an A-plus project. So here we are. Yeah, it's true. It was a solid B-minus. A better murder report. Flashback to high Murder school. report. Urgent. Urgent. Beto. <laughs> anyway. And now. <laughs> coming up on the 627 News. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. All right, here we go. So our, I, do we want to introduce ourselves? People. Um, I have about four people that are probably going to listen to this. And probably only the first episode. And probably only the first 20 minutes. Yeah, we're really taking up a lot of 20 minutes right now. I've really sad life. Oh. It's all right. All right, well, yeah, who are you? I'm Clarissa. How would you describe yourself if you were on a first date? Um, if I was on a first date? Yeah, like a blind date and you're meeting them like you met on Tinder. I mean, you're married, so that wouldn't happen, but imagine that it would. How would you introduce yourself? Um, hi, I'm Clarissa. I like murder. Not committing it, but <laughs> talking about it. Super <laughs> thankful you clarified. <laughs> yeah, I would probably be like, who's your favorite serial killer? And then we'd probably talk about Ted Bundy for two hours, and I'd never see that person again. again. Yeah, okay. Well, good thing you're married. Um, well, my name is Melanie. There's no, there shouldn't be an um in that. I do know who I am. I can say it with confidence. My name is Melanie. Really? Yeah. And how would you describe yourself, Melanie? Am I on a first date or am I just like, am I interviewing? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> first date, probably. First date. Okay, well, my name is Melanie. I ride horses. I don't have any human children, but I have a lot of four-legged ones. And they're, I think they're just as expensive, so... More expensive. Yeah, also, you'll always be second next to the... The, the pony. The animal children. So I hope you're okay with constantly getting silver. I feel like my interview was bad now. Just murder. Yeah. I also have... A, a, yeah, a, see, you didn't think this through. I didn't. I was on the... It was on the... I was, there's this is pressure. why you're married and I'm single. I have many, many fur babies. Yes. Well... Well, well, 
Six dogs and a cat. Actually, it's Mr. Evo's birthday today. Oh, his birthday. Yeah, he's six. Oh. It's his, it's he his. was the first pupper. He was. He was. He was the gateway dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. But it's fine because he's a little fat boy and I love him. I love him with my whole heart. All of my heart. So anyway, that's us. That's me describing myself on a first date. That's you. Also... Describing yourself on a first date in a very creepy manner. I'm not a good dater. God, it's a really good thing I'm married. People could say the same thing about Dennis, but it didn't work out. He shouldn't have been married to Donna. Wah, wah, wah. Okay, good segue. I yeah, guess. transition. Uh, we're going to talk about Dennis. Yeah, Klitsch. Um, We decided to start with a close-to-home... Colorado story. I mean, it's not super close to home. It's in a completely different part of the state, but close to home is in the same. You can take the same highway. It's one highway. State boundaries. It's one highway to get there. So, I mean, Colorado has basically one highway, but you just go south. true, and it's always under construction. It's awful. Well, we'll start with his early life. He was married to a woman named Barbara. They had a very seemingly happy marriage. They had... Barbara... Entered their marriage with three children. Three children. From her previous From marriage. her previous marriage. Her ex-husband had unfortunately passed away. She brought three kids into the marriage. Together they had one child, so four children in total. Had a super happy marriage. Um, Barbara, unfortunately, was abusing, well, allegedly abusing diet pills. And one day collapsed and... Dennis gave her CPR, but on the way to the hospital, Barbara ended up passing away. Super tragic. It was a really bad deal. And then Dennis, who was a full-time cop, had all four kids because he took full custody of all the three that Barbara had brought into the marriage. So he's a super stand-up guy. I mean, I don't know many people who wouldn't, like, just pawn those kidlets off on somebody else if mm. they weren't really blood-related, but... He took them, which to me makes him a stand-up guy. I mean, as a mother of a stepchild, like... Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, pardon. So, he obviously needs to... Don't laugh at me. Pardon. Pardon. As you were, carry on. Um, obviously he needs some help with the kids because four kids is a lot of yeah, full commotion. Kids, full kids on their own, I believe, not speaking from experience, would be a full-time job. But then you also have to support four children, which is also another full-time job. One so, kid is a full-time job. I have one stepchild, and I swear to God it is hard. Props to all you people who have more than one child. I don't understand. But super difficult, so he decides to hire help. Meets, he puts up some ad somewhere, I believe. Yeah, and I'm not sure how he found. Meeting this super gorgeous blonde bombshell named Donna. Donna. Donna had a really good relationship with the kids. They very quickly fell for each other and got married. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a whirlwind from what I understand. I mean, she kind of came in, saved the day, was really only planning on sticking around a few months until he could kind of get some things sorted out. And then all of a sudden, they're getting married and... Head over heels, and then they have a kid on their... each other, so that makes... On their own. They had a kid on their own. On they their didn't own. help each other. They didn't help yeah. each other at all. Well, a kid just... Can you believe it? Showed up one day. Yeah, I get Osmosis. it. Osmosis. I get it. It was a stupid comment. 
they had a kid making the total, If for those of you who can't math, five. Five children. Which is wowza. It's excessive. That's almost as many dogs as you have. <laughs> um, oh, shit. <laughs> You're right. I know. I'm not wrong. Um, anyway, so now there's five kids. Donna is trying to help the family by bringing in additional income. So Dennis actually built her her own aerobic studio. So keep in mind, like, she's this beautiful blonde bombshell of a woman who's really athletic, um, really fit, wants to teach these aerobic classes. So Dennis, like, makes it happen. He builds her a studio. She starts teaching classes. Um, it doesn't sound like it was super lucrative, but she was in charge of the family's bills. And so... As far as Dennis knew, as everything Dennis, was, like, yeah. golden. And yeah, she they was were, taking care of all their finances. She had her aerobic studio. She had she was running a firecracker stand, like, around the 4th of July. Yeah. Um, doing, like, little odd jobs because I'm sure having five kids, you need to be home a lot. Like, that's a lot of time to take kids to appointments and make sure that everybody's going to school when they're supposed to and making lunches and all that other crap. So, I mean, they kind of had it all going. Yeah. They were doing well. Yeah. I mean, so much so to the point where Don actually started um, helping Dennis's parents with their finances. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just because, like, they they were busy living the retired life, which I did not know that retired lives were busy until my dad retired, and now he's, like, the busiest man that I know. Seriously. Oh, my God. He's running around all the time. Because they got to go on all them cruises. He's not going on cruises. That's what my bad mom did back when my mom was. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so Donna has taken over his parents' finances as well as their own. And again. All, all's going well. He's still a cop. He's actually now like an undercover narcotics cop. Yeah, narcotics officer. So he's working some kind of funny hours, like a lot of late nights, early yeah. mornings. They're kind of during the day, but sleeping. But it's all working well. And then, well... Something pretty awful happens with Donna and how she handles finances. Let's just say Donna's not the best. She's not as honest. As one would hope when it comes to your your financial future. And or your parents' financial future. Yeah. Pardon. I can't. I'm going to do it every time I make eye contact with you to make it weird. <laughs> You're welcome. This is your fault. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so. That's Emma one. I didn't make that up on my own. I didn't even know that was on. I apologize. I'm uncultured swine. <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, Donna's, well, Donna's in-laws, Dennis's parents, decided to look at their Statements. Statements, because something just wasn't adding up to them, and they were realizing that quickly that there was money that was going missing out of their account, like bills that were not being being, paid, being paid, and then money that should have been going towards those bills plus an extra amount were just being paid out in checks to Barbara, Donna, Donna, damn it. (laughs) So that obviously raised a red flag. They didn't want to like cause any tension between Dennis and Donna. So they actually came and approached Donna. On their own. On their own. And Donna was appalled at the accusation. Like, couldn't believe it. How dare they? She's the one that brought Dennis in, and she got Dennis involved and was 
all upset about it. I can't believe your parents would do this, blah, blah, blah. And poor Dennis, like, what a rock and hard spot, you know? Like, it's your wife on one side, and on the other side, it's the people that raised you to be the good man that you are. Right. So, yeah, I I don't know. So then, that's kind of like the, not even the beginning of the downfall, because other things had happened in their relationship, yeah. too. Yeah, well, and piggybacking on the financial things, um, we don't hear much from the kids throughout this entire process, but one of the statements made by a child, one of the children, later on in her life, during, I think it was the episode of Evil Stepmoms mm-hmm. that they did on her. Um, she remembers vividly that bills would go unpaid and that Donna would pull the telephone wire, like, line out of the house. Well, it was a landline, so you could just take the phone off the... Off the hook and in order to avoid collections calls, which is, like, when you're getting to that point where they're calling all of the time that you have to take the phone off of the hook, it's... Pretty bad. Yep. Anyway, all of this goes down, and this is really the driving factor to Dennis deciding that he needs to end the relationship with Donna, unfortunately. But what they decide to do, this is sometime in October, they decide that they're going to get through the holidays because, you know, Thanksgiving is coming and Christmas is coming, and, you know, to try to make it as easy on the kids as possible, they're just going to try to get through the holidays before they make this big scene about a divorce. I mean, obviously, I don't think Dennis wanted to make it a big scene, but going through a divorce is going to be hard on the kids, and especially considering, like, Dennis's kids have already lost some a mom and a dad, some just a mom. Right. It's just a lot to put them through again. And, I mean, if you can wait, postpone it until after the holidays. I mean, why not? So Mm -hmm. they decided to table the whole thing until after the holidays. Now some real bad shit happens. Brace yourselves. Mic drop. I'm not going to actually drop the mic because we only have one that works. (laughs) (laughs) So on the evening of December 12th in 1985, oh, we never said the year. By the way, this is happening in the 80s, y'all. On the evening of December 12th, 1985, Dennis is walking to his car to start his shift, and he is gunned down in his driveway. He had five gunshots to his body, one to his head, um, and there were two sets of footprints running away from the scene. Obviously, the kids wake up because they're in the house. I mean, this happened in their driveway, so it's not exactly far away. One of the boys, I can't remember which one, but he remembers the, waking up. And the youngest of the stepchildren. Barbara's kids, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the youngest he, one of Barbara's he kids. He remembers waking up, and he initially thought it was a car backfiring, but he then he remembers Donna, like, freaking out about it. Yeah. So, obviously, then the police are called to the scene, and it's implied that, or inferred, I guess, that Dennis's murder is probably related to a narcotics case that's about to go to trial. Well, then it then it turns out that Donna's actually the one that, like, gave them this theory. Right. Them being the police. Donna it, was like, yeah, you know, I I don't know what could have happened, but I know he has a narcotics case coming up. Like, Right. So, the, the theory is, so he pissed somebody off, he's going to go testify... Pop, pop, he's gone. They don't have to deal with it anymore. And cha-ching for Barbara because now, or Donna, dang it. We're both both sucking it up real hard. Um, But essentially the Yaklish family is destroyed by this whole situation. Um, I mean, obviously you don't think 10 days before Christmas that you're never going to see your dad again. Right. Like. But then to make, you know, the holidays even better... Dennis is buried within two days of dying. 
Right, which is insane. It is a murder case. You need to look at the body. Nope. No, nothing. Nope. And in fact, the um, what makes this kind of suspicious is that the county coroner never looked at his body, was told that, like, she wasn't allowed to. They did some, like, initial, like, testing. Like, they tested, like, they did, like, an intoxication type of a thing, I think. Never looked for more evidence than he had five gunshots. All the while, Donna has cashed out his life insurance policies. All of them, Mm -hmm. including the one with the city that Dennis automatically got for being a cop. Yep. So now Donna has $400,000 almost, and her child, but we don't know where the other four kids went. We have no idea. We have no idea. We know that during, it's rumored or said in one of these many documentaries that we watched and that during the funeral Donna was telling them that they couldn't cry and making them keep it together and all of this other stuff um she also she threw out all of his stuff yes she so he died his- on the 12th was buried on the 14th and the day in the middle she like throws out all of his things like won't let his children keep anything to remind them of their dad but again now we don't know where her children, where his children went. Right. Like, there is no indication as to who raised those kids. I assume it was his parents. But... Maybe. But, I mean, I... I mean, knows? there's still... Like, it's... The state of Colorado is very, like, hush-hush about what happened. Really, with this case in general. Like, we couldn't find an obituary or Jack pretty much squat. Yeah, pretty on, much anything. It was tough. There, There's not a lot of information on the kids except the further testimony of two of them in one episode of Evil Stepmoms later mm-hmm. in life. That's, like, literally all we could find from the kids' point yep. of view. Um, so, but, anyway, now here we are. It's, like, February. Mm-hmm. There's been no news in the case at this point. It's kind of... I won't say it's gone cold because it's only been two months, but no one's really looking into it. There's not new information. And then... All of a sudden, there's this girl that comes into the police station saying that her boyfriend is bragging about killing Dennis. Yeah, participating in his murder. Yes. So in her testimony to the police, she says that it was her boyfriend, Charles, and his brother, Edward Greenwell, that that had killed Dennis. Gunned him down in his driveway and were then bragging about it at school. Yeah, and I don't know. Bragging might be, like, are they bragging because they're like, yeah, I'm really tough shit? Or are they bragging, not even bragging, or are they talking about it because maybe it's actually starting to, like, be really heavy on them? You know, I can't imagine being, like, 19, 20 years old and, like, carrying that weight around. So I don't know that we can even definitely say, like, yeah, they were bragging as much as... Maybe they just needed to get it off their Yeah, maybe they just, like, started talking about it, and this kid being, what, like, 19 is thinking that he can confide in his girlfriend, who, of course, he loves, and they're probably going to get married, and she would never betray him, and she was like, holy shit, you what? (laughs) Nope. Come again? Nope, nope. You know? Let's take that for how it's said. But anyway, the Greenwells, Charles and Edward, end up getting brought in for questioning by the police. Obviously. Right. And they end up saying that Donna, Dennis's wife, had hired had hired them. them. And apparently Donna met them because they worked for her at her firecracker stand that she ran seasonally. They they were actually like neighbors, from what I understand too. Yeah, I and not, they weren't, but not like neighbors in a neighborhood. They were like neighbors on a few acres, so it wasn't like right. Like that, your address was on the same street. 
But yeah, it's but not you, it's not close. like you walked over and knocked on the door and asked for a cup of sugar yeah, kind of thing. No. Right. But anyway, <laughs> they they being the police now want to go get Donna. Well, it turns out that Donna has now taken her almost $400,000 and has run off to Jamaica with her attorney boyfriend, John. But also, why did she have an attorney at this point? Like, no one's accused her of anything yet, and somehow she's acquired an attorney and it's turned into a romantic relationship. And, like, then, and everything that I found said that they, John and Donna met at Dennis's funeral. Oh, that's right. Classy Super. Brown. <laughs> well, she's yelling at the children to stop crying, and he's like, that's the woman for me. <laughs> that's like, the one. What a babe. I found her. Love her. <laughs> Um, so anyway, it's actually John's office that alerts them that there's a warrant out for Donna's arrest. She comes home and she's arrested on February 26th. This is actually my dad's birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday, Papa Nuka. I know. Donna got arrested on your birthday. That's, you know, you weren't here, so it's okay. Anyway, so she's arrested and completely admits to hiring the boys. Like, yep. she doesn't deny it. She doesn't say that she didn't do it. She's not even trying. She's just like, yeah, I hired them. Because? Because Dennis was abusive. Yes. Yep, I did it in self-defense. I had premeditated murder for self-defense. Nah. Questionable events. <laughs> Questionable events. So then we start getting into the trial. The trial starts, and that's what her whole defense rests on. Yes. Is she that... was an abused wife, and she killed Dennis in self-defense. Because she feared for her life. Yep. She was convinced that if it wasn't him, it was going to be her. Yep. So the reason that she... So she brings this whole story in. So Dennis, to give you some background, was not a small dude. He was a big guy. He was six foot plus high, feet high. He was 200 plus pounds. He was a bodybuilder in a previous life prior to being a police officer. Um, he worked on a farm with his parents. Um, like, he was, I mean, he was a big dude. Yeah, and Barb, or Dennis, dang it, Donna, <laughs> I don't know. One of them, their name. <laughs> <laughs> she starts saying how, you know, Dennis used steroids and he would roid rage and, like, threaten to kill her. Because, get this, apparently, he claims, Donna claims that Dennis threatened her, saying... I killed my previous wife, I can kill you too, yada, yada, yada. Well, so then everyone starts looking more into Barbara's case. Right, because Barbara's death was originally ruled, like, like accidental, accidental, basically. Blunt force trauma from CPR. From, yes, so Dennis gave her, like, super vigorous. Rigorous? Oh, I said vigorous, you said rigorous. Rigorous. <laughs> um, CPR, because obviously, like, your wife collapses in your kitchen, and you're gonna be a little panicky. Like, right. he's doing CPR. And if you're doing CPR, like, it is aggressive. Right. If you're doing it correctly, it is aggressive. And Dennis is a big dude, and it sounds like his... Barbara was not, Barbara a, was big not a big woman. So, I mean, really, the blunt force trauma from CPR, like, it doesn't totally not make sense. But when they re-looked at her autopsy, it was from a lacerated liver, which if you're doing CPR that low, you're probably not doing it right. Which he should have been trained to how to do proper CPR 
being a police officer. As a police officer. I mean, I would assume, I don't know for sure, but I would assume that's part of training. Like, you need to know how to Yeah, I think, like, first responder. Like, you have to know. You have to know. So then, Donna uses this as part of her defense and even gets the leading psychologist named Lenore Walker, who came up with this concept of battered women syndrome, to testify in her trial claiming that Donna fits the profile of a battered woman. So, again, we're seeing this argument on her behalf that she hired someone to kill her husband because he was abusive. But, again, it's premeditated self-defense. Right. And it's... The crazy part about it is that it wasn't really... Like, Barbara never confided in Barbara. Yeah, we're killing it. Donna never had confided in any friends that she was being abused. She never told her parents she was being abused. She never really did anything, and there wasn't visible bruising remembered on Donna until 10 months prior to Dennis's death, which is right around the time that De- Donna, or, yes. Yep, Donna. Donna Nailed is it. the right name. Um, <laughs> Donna fully admits that she started having an extramarital affair. Yes. And the tricky part in this is that if you're in an abusive relationship, I you, mean, they're so controlling, like... How can you be in an extramarital affair if you're in an abusive relationship? Because you like, have to account for all of your time. Yes. And around this time, she also met Charles and Edward and started talking to them a year before Dennis's death about killing Dennis. So, like, I don't know. Uh, the battered woman syndrome thing for me is skeptical. Skeptical. Yeah. Skeptical. Skeptical at best. I can be skeptical. (laughs) (laughs) At best. So, anyway, we get through this trial, and Donna is found guilty. Charles and Edward are both found guilty. They get 20, 30, and 40 years, respectively. They don't serve any of those sentences full term. No. But the really interesting part is that the DA even says that if Donna would have just killed him herself, she would hardly she would have gotten off with the whole thing. But yet their whole defense is that she wasn't abused. Is that she wasn't abused. So that's super weird. I don't I don't really believe that. Another thing that I found really like strange is Yeah. Um that we they Oh my god, you threw me off. Sorry. Um Barbara's death after being reopened was then changed to being um, a death of suspicious... 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 Circumstances. Suspicious circumstances. Which is of note, because we still don't really know what happened. Right. So, I mean, that's that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, now all three of them are released. Um, The children have all grown up to live their own lives. You can still see some of them in documentaries about their dad. But kind of a crazy story just because the reasoning behind it is so suspicious. Like, was it for financial gain? Was it really because she was abused? What were the steps she took even... I mean, obviously, they weren't the right ones. Killing someone is never the right step. But her thought process is just very interesting. This case is just so polarized because it's one way or the other. People are 100% Dennis deserved it. um, Or it's 100% Donna... Was in the wrong. She wanted, she had her, her mind was set on killing him. She wanted the money payout because she was so far in debt because she wasn't paying the bills on time. And she wanted to live this extravagant lifestyle without the weight of all of Dennis's children. So it's one way or the other. 
Melanie and I both plead the fifth, I guess. We have our own opinions about the case, but we don't know for sure, and we're not saying for sure it's one way or the other. Um, it is of note that one in four women and one in nine men in the United States experience domestic violence, and statistically 80% of women who break off an abusive relationship will be killed or experience severe bodily harm, which, that being said, she wouldn't have fallen into that statistic because they were talking about getting divorced anyway. So take what you will from this story. So that's the end. You can decide for your own if... Who's think, guilty. Yeah, and why or they're what? guilty. So yeah, that's our first episode. Tell us that you love it. Don't tell us if you hate it because I'm sensitive. My feelings can't handle it. Stay tuned because we'll do another episode soon. Yay! Whoop, whoop! <laughs>